Welcome to the CL Talks podcast. Each week, we sit down with different guests who provide unique and insightful perspectives on various topics. Let's dive right into this week's episode of CL Talks. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another CL Talks. We've been in a series entitled Implementing Powerful Breakthroughs. You know, today I I listen to so many people and I hear this word all the time. Man, I am just believing God for a breakthrough. I need a breakthrough. Well, if you need a breakthrough or or something comes up in your life uh, that the circumstances have become very hard or lingering at times, there's principles in the Word of God that you and I must apply. Now, remember last week, and by the way, if you didn't see last week, please, please go back, go look at it, get the notes and study that out uh, because these are principles that have kept me literally for 50 years in my life walking in faith and believing God and seeing the manifestations of the things that, that I have prayed for. Uh, speaking to circumstances, as Jesus said, speak to the mountains, uh, they shall be removed. Now, I've spoken to many things uh, that had not been removed instantly, but I kept speaking. I kept speaking to them, and I kept speaking the Word of God, and eventually I would see the manifestation of what I was believing for because it's always it 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 was always in line with the word of God and I must believe the word of God. You you must understand that God is not against you. He is for you. And you almost you also must understand in, in according to 1 John the 4th chapter verse 4 that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So if the greater one, God himself, the Spirit of God lives on the inside of you, there is nothing out there, nothing out there that is stronger than who is in here. Okay, let me say again. There is nothing out there that is stronger or more powerful than he who is in here. And you are one with him. So in in fact, that power on the inside of you, that is the power of God. But there's something you and I must do. And that is, remember in Hebrews 11, chapter verse 6, faith uh, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And, and so it, God said that, not me. He loves you and He loves you unconditionally. But you must believe by faith to be pleasing unto Him. So anxiety and worry, that is not of God. That's the devil's playground. That's His territory. You get over on that. In, the, in those particular areas, he's going to get you into self-pity. He's going to fill you full of doubt and unbelief. And then you're not going to receive the manifestation of the Spirit of God. Again, that does not mean that God does not love you. God has set laws in place, like the law of gravity. It's going to, uh, it's going to work no matter what you do. But the law of faith, which we spoke about last week, the law of faith, which is the principle of faith, I have to instigate that. I'm the one that must uh, uh, initiate it, okay? And so God's done everything. He's given me uh, the Word of God, which brings faith, uh, hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Uh, So then I must exercise that faith. I must be a doer of the Word. See, the Bible says in the book of James, if you are only a hearer of the Word, which brings faith, but then you don't apply it, you don't do anything with it, 
then the Bible says you're deceiving yourself, okay? So, and then we talked about how people want people to pray for them. Uh, they'll go down uh, after church service, or they'll call, they'll put up prayer requests, just like you can do right now, put up a prayer request. You can type in a prayer request uh, right there as you're, as you're viewing this. But the fact is, if somebody prays for you and you're not in faith, that prayer is not going to do anything. But if you believe that God will do what He said He'll do when somebody's praying, you will see a manifestation of what you're believing for. But if you don't see it instantly, you must stay in faith. How do you do that? By confessing and speaking God's Word, hearing again the promises of God. So we've been studying how Jesus instructed us to deal with every circumstance and every issue that comes into our life. Remember, Jesus said that in this life you're going to have trouble. Be of good cheer, I have overcome, which means that I have the ability now to be that overcomer also, but I have to do what Jesus did. I have to exercise my faith. So let's go back to Matthew 21, verse 18 and 22. Now listen to this. It says, In the morning as Jesus was returning from Jerusalem, he was hungry, and he noticed a fig tree was beside the road went over to see if there were any figs, but there were only leaves. And then he said, and he's doing this to teach his disciples, to give them this principle of, of understanding faith and principles of speaking words out of their mouth in faith and how forcible those words are, how powerful words are when they come out of faith. But now listen. When words come out of doubt and unbelief, they're powerful too because the devil will pick that up and start operating in your life to bring not life but bring destruction in your life. So we must, we, we must realize that when circumstances come in our lives, we can speak to them like Jesus is speaking right here. He said, then Jesus said to it, may you never bear fruit again. Remember what he just spoke. He just spoke his faith. And immediately the fig tree withered up. And the disciples were amazed when they saw this and asked, How did the fig tree wither so quickly? Then Jesus told them, I tell you the truth. Now here is the truth of the operation of the principles of the Word of God or the law of faith. He said, I tell you the truth that if you have faith and don't doubt, notice he put a condition on it. All right. Faith is not just automatic. He said, if you have it, if you have it, how do you get it? Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In the book of Proverbs, it says, My son, attend to my words, for they are life to those who find them and health to their flesh. All right, so life has to do with the spiritual uh, part of us being born again and then also health to their flesh. It deals with the natural circumstances that we have to deal with, with sickness, disease, and infirmity. He said, I tell you the truth. He's not lying, okay? He's, he's, he's not making a suggestion. He's giving you the truth. I tell you the truth. If, here's that word, uh, conditional again, if you have faith and don't doubt. We, we're going to deal with doubt later on. But if you don't doubt, you can do the things like this and much more. You can even say to this mountain, and mountain, remember, we recognize a mountain has to do with circumstances that arise out of nowhere. And, and some of them are large circumstances, big circumstances, but they're no match for a man or woman 
in faith with the Word of God because God backs you up. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. You can then notice speaking and praying. You can pray for anything which is in accordance to God's will. 1 John, the 5th chapter, verses 14 and 15. We studied that. We, we saw that. You can pray for anything if, here it is again, if you have faith. In other words, what you're reading, what you're believing in the Word of God it is, is going to manifest faith on the inside. If faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So, if you don't have any faith, it means you're not reading the Word of God. It means you're not hearing the Word of God. Okay? So you, God has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. We said that last week. So He's given us His Word. We have His Word, and it's His Word that brings faith. To stay out of this Word and to stay in TV, to stay listening to all the newscasts and, and li listening to everything other than getting into the Word of God which means you're not going to have faith. You may have knowledge, but you're not going to have faith. Knowledge about natural things that are going on, but you're not going to have faith. Faith is the only thing that is going to get you through every single situation in your life. Faith is what's going to take you through the storms of life. Faith is what's going to cause you to be able to speak to circumstances when they arise, a word of God, just like Jesus. Jesus spoke. Listen, this is not my principle. This is his principle. And, and, and so he said, you can pray for anything. If you have faith, you will receive it. Okay? Now, I want to look at the same scripture right now in the book of Mark. And I want to read this out of the Amplified Bible. Okay? Same identical thing in what Jesus was saying, Mark 11, 20 through 25. In the morning... When they were passing along, they noticed that the fig tree, Jesus has already, he was going to Jerusalem, he cursed the fig tree, and they're coming back now, and they're seeing that the fig tree has withered. In other words, uh, he says, completely away at the roots. Let me just say this. Sometimes when you speak to something by faith, speak to your circumstance, you may not see an instant outward manifestation, but you go to the root of that situation, the root cause of it. In other words, if somebody is diagnosed with some sickness or disease, you go to the root of what that what calls that. Amen. You go to the root of it, and that's where you speak to that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So he, he said they noticed the fig tree completely. Uh, uh, the fig tree was withered completely away uh, to its roots, and Peter remembered. And said to him, Master, look, the fig tree which you doomed has withered away. And Jesus, replying to them, took this opportunity to teach. What, he, what does he say? Have faith in God constantly. In other words, Jesus had faith in God that his words were powerful. Oh, man, if you get this, how powerful are your words? What does it say in, in Proverbs, the 18th chapter, verse 21? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. That means death and life are in the power of the words that you speak out of your mouth. You need to do a checkup right now from the neck up. You need to examine your own heart and ask yourself, that the circumstances that I'm facing right now, what am I speaking? Am I speaking death 
or am I speaking life? Am I speaking the circumstance and I'm speaking the problem? It doesn't mean that you're denying it in any way, shape, or form. Jesus said you don't deny that the mountain is there. He said you need to speak to it. It's a reality that the mountain is there, the circumstance is there. But he said, here's what you need to do. You need to speak to it, okay? And so you're not denying that the problem is there or the circumstance is there, but you need to speak, and you need to speak right words. You need to speak according to the Word of God. You need to speak to it in the name of Jesus. You need to speak to demonic spirits, principalities, and powers that are behind some of the circumstances that are in your life right now, and you need to speak to it. You need to speak to that disease. You need to speak to that that sickness. You, You don't need to be coming into agreement with it, okay? It doesn't mean that you become belligerent and you say ugly things to the doctors. The doctors gives us the diagnosis so that we know what we need to speak to. But then you need to speak to the root cause of what is coming or what is happening in your life that is brought about by the kingdom of darkness, an attack, the the principalities and the powers and the rules of darkness that are coming and attacking you or causing circumstances to arise as they work behind the scenes. That's when you need to address it and you need to speak to it. You don't need to come into agreement with it. You need to say in the name of Jesus, you need to speak the word of God. And so Jesus said, have faith in God. Before you start speaking, you need to load your heart with the word of God. You need to do that constantly anyway. You need to do that on a daily basis. Hopefully, you're going through the daily Bible reading on our website with me every single day. And if you skip a day, don't worry about it. Just go to the next day. Don't, don't, don't get bent out of shape over that. Just pick it up and, and keep going. Don't stop and say, well, I've missed two days. Pick up on the third day. Just keep on going. Okay? So he said, have faith in God constantly. Truly, I tell you, whoever... Whoever, he didn't say just me, he didn't say just the apostles or, or just the disciples or just a fivefold ministry. He said, Whoever, whoever, that means whoever, as far as born again believers, whoever says to this mountain, Be lifted up and thrown into the sea, does not doubt at all in his heart, but believes that what he says will take place. It will be done for him. Notice that it says this. Does not doubt. He says to the mountain. He's going to speak to the mountain. Does not doubt. Doubt and unbelief. I'm going to address that. Doubt can come in. Okay. But it doesn't have to stay. All right. When doubt comes in, you rebuke it and cast it out. It's it's important that you do that or doubt will destroy your faith. All right, so you must destroy doubt. You must doubt your doubts. (laughs) Don't let them uh, take root and don't let them stay. All right, so he says, like I said, we're going to address that. But notice he says, but believes that what he says. So in other words, what I said at the onset is because I believe what I'm getting ready to say is going to come to pass. So Jesus said, he he says, will take place, it will be done for him. For this reason, I'm telling you, again, in prayer, whatever you ask in prayer, believe, trust, and be confident that it will be granted to you, you will get it. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him and let it drop 
and leave it and let it go. Why? In order that your Father who is in heaven may also forgive you of your own failings and shortcomings and let them drop. In other words, what he's saying this, if you've got, uh, if, if, if you have uh, unforgiveness towards somebody or you're just really mad and upset with somebody and you're harboring that in your heart, uh, then when you pray, you, your prayer is not going to be answered until you uh, ask God for forgiving, forgiving for you carrying that, uh, the, the, harboring those evil feelings and, and saying things and doing things. Uh, you ask God to forgive you, uh, and then you forgive those people. Your prayers will be answered. But what we're, what we're speaking about today, we're going to get into more of that, but what we're, what we're uh, uh, teaching today is to speak to those things. Speak to the circumstances. Speak to the issues in your life, which are, now listen, so important that you hear this. Speak to the things that are detrimental to your life. Quit speaking things that can bring destruction or keep you handicapped or keep you in, in a position, in a place that you're in bondage and you're bound up. Okay? Quit speaking those things. Speak to those things. Quit speaking about them and speak what God says. This, this, I cannot tell you how important this is. I hear people all the time speaking their circumstance and speaking their problem instead of speaking to their circumstance and speaking to their problem. They've got more faith in the circumstance and in the problem bringing what it's uh, trying to do than what God will do. And, and, and that comes because I'm not in the Word of God. It comes because I'm not believing what God said. It comes because I have not filled my heart with God's Word. There are times when I feel like that my faith is weak at times. I will go get myself in the Word of God. I will find the promises of what I need to be believing for, and I will fill them in my heart by speaking them out of my mouth. I'm hearing these things, and, and I build my faith up, and then I speak. Then I say. Then I pray according to the Word of God. Okay, Why? Because without faith, it's impossible to please God, and I want to bring that which is pleasing to Him. When you elevate and promote your circumstance and your problem more than God's Word and who God is, you know what you're doing? You're saying that this problem is actually bigger and more powerful than God. Okay, Now, you don't believe that. I know you don't believe that. But look what's coming out of your mouth. Look what you're saying. Look how you are describing what's going on in your life instead of framing what's going on with the Word of God and, and speaking God's Word and taking your authority. Okay, so Jesus said, I'm to speak to these things. I'm to speak to these issues and circumstances. And again, that which is detrimental to my well-being and welfare and my family that, that lives within, within my home. Okay, so when things come up that, can, that are trying to destroy you, trying to bring destruction... Uh, devastation in your life, you must speak to those things. Listen, listen. Here's, a, here's our example. Mark the fourth chapter, verse 35 through 40. 
As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross over to the other side of the lake. That's like Jesus, uh, our destiny, sending, sending us on a journey or a mission or the Great Commission, uh, as we go, as we're moving out, we get born again, we get into the Word of God, we're telling people about Jesus, we get so excited, we're believing God for certain things in our life, and we're moving forward, and then guess what happens? So they took Jesus in the boat. You got Jesus in your boat. Jesus is in your life. So he took Jesus in the boat, or you can say took the Word in the boat and started out. You know, it's easy to start out. Now let me say something to you. They're getting ready to run into a storm. These disciples are professional fishermen. If they would have seen the clouds and the storms, they would have never started out. They would have convinced Jesus, no, let's, let's, let's not go. I believe in my heart that Jesus, being the Son of God, being God in the flesh, I believe he knew that there was a storm going to come. And he was going to, again, teach the disciples and show them exactly how they handle these storms of life when they arise on the inside uh, or, or arise and confront us in our life. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon, once they got out, listen, faith is not only to start out, and sometimes in the natural, when everything looks calm, everything looks great, I'm really not exercising my faith. I'm just doing what I need to do in the natural. Here I go. I'm walking. You know, I'm driving. I'm, I'm just doing the things that I need to do. I'm going to work. I'm going shopping. I'm doing all these things. That's just kind of things in the natural. But all of a sudden, you get out into the middle of life, you get out into the middle of your mission, you get out into the middle of what you've set goals for, or your plans, or your purposes, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere come these circumstances. Out of nowhere come these storms. Out of nowhere pops up the, 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 this, this mountain of, of problems and issues that are, that are coming. And you're like, where did this come from? I mean, the disciples, when the, when the storm comes, it says a, a, a fierce storm came up, they're like, where did this come from? We didn't see any clouds at all. This came out of nowhere. This took us completely by surprise. Or say, I did not see that coming. Okay? So it says high waves were breaking into the boat. Now this is a fierce, unbelievable storm. Uh, you look that up in the Greek and it talks about a hurricane force. <laughs> Man, you can imagine that. And, and especially in the boat that they're in. And it began to fill with water. Jesus was at the back off the boat with his head on a cushion. And the disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher! Now, uh, uh, one, uh, one particular, in uh, I, I think it's in Matthew, they say, Master, don't you care? Master, they knew that, he, man, he can take care of this. But here it says, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? I believe that when they're using this word teacher, and I believe that it, it's the way uh, uh, that uh, Mark uses it, is because this, we need you to teach us right now. We need you to teach us in this situation. Now, here's the key. Jesus had already been taught. Jesus, did you know Jesus grew up in church? You can go to Mark, the fourth chapter, when he came back from the wilderness came back with power, but he said he walked in the synagogue, which is his church, as it was his custom. 
See, he was, cut, being, he was accustomed to be taken to church by his parents. Let me ask you this. How much value do you put on your kids getting the Word of God? Now, I know you teach them there, but also even Mary and Joseph would teach Jesus at their home, but then they brought them to the synagogues to be taught and listen to the reading of the Word of God. Are you doing that also? Maybe you can't come here uh, right now on campus, but are you getting the kids? Are you watching? We provide so many incredible things for our children on our children's website right there uh, that you can get and help with your children. But are you teaching them the Word of God? Jesus was taught, so He knew exactly what to do. It says, as it was His custom, He walked in, He unrolled uh, the scroll, and went right straight to Isaiah. He knew the Word of God. Teach your children the Word of God. He said, teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? It's, it's crazy. When circumstances come up in our life, no matter sometimes how long we've been walking with, with, with the Lord, we're like, what's happening here? Does God still love me? Or why would God allow this to happen to me? Where did this come from? You know where it's coming from. You know where the storm came from? This storm came from the principalities and the powers, the rule of darkness. Remember, in Ephesians, the second chapter, verses 1 through 3, it says that Satan is the god of this world. Uh, he, he, he's, he's the prince of the power of the air. Okay, the prince of the power of the air. Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter, verse 4, says he's the god of this world. Little g. But then it says in Ephesians, the second chapter, verses 1 through 3, he says he is the prince of the power of the air. In other words, he can control things in the airways, in the atmosphere. He can cause things to happen. All right? He can stir it up. He has that power. So he said, teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? They thought, Jesus, you let us out here. Now we're in this storm. Why would you do that? Why would, why would you allow this to happen? See... What, what Jesus is getting ready to show them, instead of them freaking out, instead of them operating in fear, instead of them casting doubt and, a, and accusation on Jesus and on the Father, Jesus is going to show them, okay, guys, this is what you should do. This is what I'm going to teach you. And this is what you as a born-again believer, should do also. Don't read this as just a history lesson. This is the Word of God. This is our illustration and our teaching for right now. The Word of God is alive. It is present. It is now. And this is the reason that we have it. It doesn't change to keep up with the culture. No, this is how we get through the culture. It is how we get over our problems. We overcome. We're conquerors. So he said, teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he realized what was going on. What did he do? He rebuked the wind. The sea was only uh, the high waves and the sea had become very destructive because of the wind behind it. The winds that were stirred up by the prince of the power of the air. The things that are stirred up sometimes in your life comes from the kingdom of darkness. That's the reason Ephesians 6 chapter says, We wrestle not with flesh and blood. In other words, things and circumstances are caused by people, but in actuality what's behind the disturbance is the principalities and the powers and the rules of darkness. And that's where you need to use your authority. That's where you need to speak and you need to pray. When Jesus woke up, He rebuked the wind. 
In other words, he was rebuking the kingdom of darkness. He was rebuking the prince of the power of the air. He rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence, be still. Now notice, how did he handle this problem? How did he handle this circumstance? How did he handle this storm? He spoke. He spoke. He took his authority that he had given to him by his father. And he spoke. Now that just, the the disciples went nuts and said, Who is this man that he has this authority? Ladies and gentlemen, you have been given the same authority. I'm going to show you that in just a minute. Suddenly the wind stopped. Now here's something you need to understand. People say to me sometimes, well, I spoke to this and nothing happened. No. You spoke literally in trying to see if anything would happen. You didn't speak with faith out of your heart. You spoke with knowledge that was in your head of something that you heard and you decided you were going to try it. And when you didn't see it work the first time or it didn't work immediately, you just kind of pulled back and said, you know what, this doesn't work. You know, this, this, I spoke and it, nothing happened or whatever. You didn't have any faith in your heart when you spoke to start with. Again, you're just going to try it. You can't just try it. You must believe it. You must have it in your heart coming out of your mouth and you are confident and you know that when I speak, I'm going to see something happen. It may not happen instantly, but it's going to happen. Now, why did it happen instantly with Jesus? Because Jesus had developed his faith. Are you developing your faith? Are you studying to show yourself approved? Well, I'm not in Bible college. I didn't say anything, not one thing about Bible college. Bible college has nothing to do with it. Bible college is for those in the fivefold ministry uh, that want to go into, believe they're called into ministry. But at the same time, when we have our discipleship courses uh, on Wednesday nights and CL talks, this is for every believer to, to, uh, to perfect and mature your faith. So that you can walk even as Jesus walked. Jesus is the one who, who told us the same works that I do shall you do also. Okay, But he developed his faith. Some of you, the reason that, that you're, you're, you, you're, you're so quick to pray but you don't stay in faith is because you haven't developed your faith. You haven't developed the, 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 the uh, capacity uh, on the inside of you uh, of the, the quantity of the Word of God and the quality of the Word of God. You must continue to keep yourself in the Word of God. Build your faith. When you're dealing with things, you've got to attend to God's Word. When Jesus woke up, He rebuked the wind and said the waves because He had developed His faith. He developed it and matured it to such a point that He knew when He spoke, it's going to happen. I'm telling you, you can get there. I'm going to show you that in just a minute. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. And then he asked them. He was expecting them to do something because he, he had been teaching them and showing them, man, how long do I have to teach you before you start doing something on your own? Uh, quit. Listen, you can't just, I'm not saying this in, in a condemning way, you can't ride on everybody else's faith. You must develop your faith for yourself. Get out of self-pity. Get out of the anxiety. Get out of the worry. The Bible's the one that said, be anxious for nothing. Uh, Jesus said, take no thought for tomorrow. 
you know, don't worry about tomorrow. I mean, he's the one that said that. And he wouldn't say that if it was not the truth, if you didn't have the ability to do it. But as long as you speak like that, as long as you think like that, you're always going to struggle. You're always going to be frustrated, and you're always going to be defeated. But you don't have to stay there. That's the good news. You don't have to stay there. It's like receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior. You don't have to stay a sinner. You don't have to stay empty and frustrated. You don't have to stay defeated. Glory to God. You, you can get into the Word, get up, get moving, get going, and you can see the same results. Here's what he said. Why are you so afraid? First of all, he knew they were in fear. He had to deal with their fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. Perfect love, mature love casts out all fear. And, 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 and Jesus was tempted the same way we are. You know, get up, look at the storm. Uh, he could have a pitter-patter in his heart. Uh, he could have, oh, oh, you know, like that. But then he knew exactly what to do. He said, why are you so afraid? And then listen to this. Do you still have no faith? And I know what you're saying. Wait a minute, that's Jesus. But listen to what John the 14th chapter, verse 12 to 18 says. I tell you the truth. Anyone, 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 you are an anyone, I am an anyone, anyone who believes in me, that's born again believers, okay, will do the same works that I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name according to... now according to the will of God, and I will do it. In other words, the word ask there also means to make a demand. He made a demand on the winds that came to kill. You can speak to those things which come to kill you or kill your children. You can speak to sickness and disease and infirmity. You can speak that when, when things are going around financially, things are, are happening, and all of a sudden you're experiencing all this lack. The, the, the enemy can come in and try to destroy your finances, trying to, to destroy everything around you. That's the reason you need to take your authority when you know it's the enemy. Now, if you're making some really crazy choices by going out and spending, putting things on credit cards, well, okay, that, that right there, that's self-destruction. But when the enemy comes in to try to steal from your business, tries to steal finances from you, that's when you got to take authority and stop him in the name of Jesus. You can ask anything in my name. Jesus put a demand on the wind. You can ask anything in my name and I will do it. So, so that the Son will bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me anything in my name, and I will do it. If you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate and He will who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. That's what he's doing right now through me is giving you the truth. The world cannot receive him because it doesn't. it's not looking for him, doesn't recognize him. But the world doesn't understand this. The world doesn't understand when you start speaking and, and, and binding and loosening and using the name of Jesus. They didn't understand that. But I'm telling you, you will get results because he lives in you now. Why? Because when the Holy Spirit is in you and you start speaking, he's going to manifest the power of God. Where did Jesus see this in operation? Okay, Genesis the first chapter, verses 1 through 3, says this. In, 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 in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And in, in other words, 
there was, man, there was chaos there, okay? Just like when circumstances come and cause chaos. And, and the Spirit of God was hovering. Like the Spirit of God is on the inside of you. Spirit of God was hovering. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. Notice that when God wanted to change something, He spoke it with words. How about you? God gave you authority. In Genesis, the first chapter, he said God created us in his own image. In the image of God, he created a male and female. He created them. And God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion. Subdue it. Then listen to this. Fill the earth and subdue it. You know what the word subdue means? It means to conquer, to bring under subjection by force. It means to make subservient, to dominate and tread down. Is that what Jesus did? What did Jesus do? He subdued the sea. He subdued the storm that was there. He conquered it. And even when Adam was created and man was created, he said, God said, subdue it. In other words... God says, if anything comes in your life that is not in accordance to my will, you subdue it. You take authority. He gave that dominion to us. Okay. Notice that God didn't come down and calm the sea, even though Jesus is God. But Jesus was a man just like us, Okay, son of God, yes. But he, he, he stood up as the man that he was, Okay, knowing with faith in his heart, knowing who he was as a son of God, like you are a son and daughter of God, and he took authority. He subdued the sea. How did he do it? How did he subdue it? With his words. With his words. That's, he, he conquered with his words. He brought the sea under subjection by force with his words. He dominated that situation instead of letting that situation, circumstance, uh, dom dominate him. So, oh gosh, we're out of time again. We'll take this up. This is so good. I'm getting fired up. Glory to God. Listen, study this out. Listen to it. Go over it over and over again. Get my notes as we continue in this. It's going to make such a difference in your life. But listen to me. Quit speaking your doubt and unbelief. Quit speaking what the circumstance is saying. And instead of you speaking, start speaking to the circumstance in the name of Jesus. Start declaring the Word of God in your life. Okay, start praising God and worshiping God. Get out of your depression. Get, get out of, uh, of that despair and out of anxiety. Or rebuke that. Rebuke the spirit of fear and move in faith and get faith through the Word of God. Get it in your heart. Okay, fill your mind. Take your time to, to, to get the Word of God on the inside of you. If not, you're going to struggle until you get to heaven. You're going to be frustrated and defeated until you get to heaven. Once you get tired of being sick and tired and get tired, get your heart full of the Word of God and start speaking God's Word. Amen. If you've never been born again, receive Jesus as the Lord of your life. Pastor, how do I do that? You have your sins forgiven to get a brand new life. You say, Jesus, I receive you as the Lord 
of my life. I confess you as the Lord of my life. And by the way, if you've been living in sin and you're a born-again believer, it's time to come out or the devil's going to beat you to a pulp. Okay? Listen, he's going to take everything from you. You repent of your sin. Father, I repent of my sin. Forgive me. And then what do you do? Quit sinning. Get up and realize who you are. Get yourself in the Word of God. Get yourself in church. Get yourself in fellowship. Amen? Praise God. Listen, I want to thank each and every one of you as we are reaching out across the world. Not only here locally, lives are being changed. Uh, people's lives, people are being saved. Thank you for valuing the kingdom of God. And, and all of you that Covenant Love is your church, thank you for being successful uh, or being continual uh, with your tithes and your offerings. Glory to God. And that causes us to get the word out in everything that we do. Don't forget Sunday mornings at 10, either live here in the sanctuary or live streaming, either one. Hey, by the way, start inviting people to watch with you. Start inviting people. Share it. Go up on the on the on, on your Facebook and everything. And share it and let people. That's how you can share the word of God. Tell people your relatives, friends, and everything. Hey, watch my church, you know, or come to church with me. Invite people to come and watch their lives get changed. Don't forget Monday through Thursday. Good morning, CL, uh, at 9 a.m. on Eastern Standard Time. And praise God, CL talks right here. We're going to continue this because you know what. You're going to walk in faith. You're going to be the conqueror and the overcomer and the person that God has called you to be. You're going to be like Jesus. The Bible tells us to live and to walk just as he walked. And as you do that, praise God, you're going to walk and you're going to conquer those circumstances and those issues. And by doing that, you're going to see powerful breakthroughs in your life and in the lives of others as you use the Word of God in the name of Jesus. Amen. Walk in faith. Speak to the mountain. In Jesus' name. We love you. God bless you. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the CL Talks podcast. You can find the notes from this conversation in the show notes below. For more information and talks from Covenant Love, just search for us on social media or head to mycl.church. We'll see you next week.